0: On this episode of Resi Week, crowdfunded home automation. Abode works with HomeKit. Sonos acquires Snips. All this and more on this episode of Resi Week.
1: The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is
2: AV. This. This. This is, is AV Nation. Nation. This is AV
1: Nation.
0: This is Resi Week, episode 199 The Designer Kool Aid. Support for AV Nation is brought to
1: you by Access Networks and by Peerless AV, driving technology through innovation, and by
2: Draper, focused on innovative solutions.
0: Welcome to Resi Week. This is your weekly wrap up of all the latest news and stories for the residential AV industry. I'm your host. Matthew Scott for avnation.tv and this week I'm pleased to be joined by my longtime friend my good buddy Stephen Bronner. He is the owner of Pro Audio Joja. How you doing bud? Man I am outstanding. Like in a field outstanding or just outstanding?
2: It's such a goofy Canadian bud. <laughs> oh I
0: love that joke. That's a great one. The other person that is joining us today for the first time ever so we're going to be super nice is Amanda Wildman. She is the uh, owner of True Media Home with her husband, Ponch. How you doing, Amanda?
1: I am doing great. Thanks for asking.
0: Thank you so much for being here. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's kick this off with a story that comes to us from CE Pro. Something special about Domatron Home Automation. This is a new automation platform that just launched on Indiegogo, which is just the funniest website name to me. Um, <coughs> If you haven't seen this, check it out. It, it, it's, it's along the same lines as the majority of uh, most failed home automation hubs that went before it, with the exception that this one is boasting some AI as well as uh, some additional geofencing. But more importantly, zero programming and QI? I think that's chi. chi chi Qi. Yeah, Qi. They're making that up. No. Um, <laughs> no, they're making that up. Steven, I want to start with you on this one we've seen this movie before. We've read this book. It's something that looks really good in marketing. The video looks, you know, polished. The, the, the photos look cool. It's just another basic home auto, home automation hub that quote unquote programs itself. Do you have as one of my resident programming friends, do you have any faith? And I mean like any, anything above zero faith, That this will actually program anything on its own? Or is this all smoke and mirrors like we kind of
2: expect it is? I'm trying to figure out why this even made the magazine article. Like what in the I'm looking at this like, really? Okay, so here's the here's the hidden secret. My wife calls Kickstarter my home shopping network. I love Kickstarter. I go on it all the time. And for those of you that know my wife, she's freaking amazing and she's a gangster and she cuts me no slack which is the kind of woman I need. So when I saw this thing in an article, I thought to myself, this must be a slow news week. I mean, what kind of shoes is Julie wearing would be a better story than Domitron or whatever this is called. They'd
0: be but- the blue tall ones that she wears for Celia.
2: It has to be the blue tall one so she can see over the chairs. So, so here's the thing. It's, um, I, I love them. And and, and these guys at, at CE Pro, they have to feel the air. This is literally a non-story. This thing is going to, it's going to come, it's going to go. It's, it's pretty. Uh, I get it. You can stack one on top of the other and charge it. Psst, who cares, man? I mean, honestly, it's, it's kind of like, okay, it, it, this is just another gadget. Yeah, it's kind of cool. They say it'll program itself. We all know it won't. So what'll happen is is uh, 10,000 people will buy this thing because it's shiny and cool, and 9,998 of them will be angry they bought it in two years. I, I mean, there's going to be two people out there that believe that it's the greatest thing ever, and they show it to all their friends, and their friends are like, oh, that's a neat-looking uh, coaster that you put your glass on because that's what it kind of looks like. Um, so that's zero faith. This thing's going to flop. Zero Man, faith. It's gonna flop like a soccer player. I'm telling you, this thing's gonna flop.
0: <laughs> Very good. Uh, Amanda, the the one redeeming factor, all things Steven said, you know, notwithstanding, the one redeeming factor to me is that the the glass keypads look really cool. But
1: But, so I think they kind of drank some of the designer Kool-Aid, right? So designers like the sleek, they like the glass, they like the shiny. It's a great way to go ahead and sell it. But again, this is just another product that puts a false, you know, information out there to homeowners that they're going to see DIY, they're going to pick it up, they're going to think they can do it themselves, they're going to have a terrible experience, and it literally just furthers the gap from them wanting to come out and trust an actual integrator to do something right because they've had a horrible experience. I mean, no lie, this last, what, two springs, or yeah, last year and a half, I had a homeowner actually ask me if he could save enough money by not running any copper in his house because he saw stick on light switches. He didn't think he had to run any lights like copper. So he was going to save so much money. Like this is the stuff that's going out there. So now you've got this amazing product that's going to program itself. I mean, every person is going to think all of a sudden, now when I have a programming charge in there, right, for the system, why do I need that? I can just buy this little doohickey and it's going to program itself. Oh, and it's shiny and new and has a glass plate. My designer thinks it's going to look beautiful in my place. I'm good to go. And they're going to have a terrible experience.
0: I'm with you on that. I I have a very big love-hate relationship with unlabeled glass plates that you're supposed to gesture and do things with concerns me. All right. So, so to transition kind of down the the vein of interesting stories that maybe don't necessarily matter. I mean, I'm going to start with you on this one. This comes to us from residential tech today. Abode is now Apple HomeKit compatible. Um, Anybody who knows me, Stephen, calm down. You'll get your chance. Anybody who knows me knows that I'm an Apple guy. I'm, I'm a bit of a fanboy. I do love my Apple products. Stephen, no one asked you. Um, but this is one thing that I can't get on board with. I, I have a huge issue with HomeKit. It's never worked well from the day it started. Does anyone actually care that <coughs> there's now Abode Systems that is is the you know the smart home uh, alarm system that's going to integrate with HomeKit? Does this matter to even HomeKit users?
1: Well, here's the thing. I'm an Apple person too. I love Apple. I know. I'm sorry, Stephen, you getting the big loser L sign. But here's the thing is the reason I like Apple is because it just works on certain things, right? I mean, you open up, everyone knows how to use an iPhone. Everybody knows how to use an iPad, everything like that. HomeKit is like, anything to do with that ends up being like the, the weird uncle that's at the family, you know, gathering or whatever. It just never works. It's always a little off. It's always a little quirky, right? The rest of the family you really like, but anything that comes along with HomeKit, I've never had a good experience with that, you know? And I think this is just going to be another one of those products. that's going to be the exact same way.
0: So Steven is HomeKit's had its issues. <clears throat> I, I know for a fact that I have a couple clients that actually love it. They kind of swear by it. It does the couple of things they need it to do seemingly well enough that they don't complain to me about it. Stop lying. I'm not. Leave me alone. But given what Amanda said, is HomeKit going to be relegated to jokes and comparisons to weird uncles until Apple decides to invest money into it? Or do they just need to scrap it?
2: Uh, they should have scrapped it three years ago. So, so the, the home kit, I'll tell you, I, I saw this come up in the email about our show today and I sent Tim an email and I LOL slow news week. Um, I, I have, that's never, why we brought you on. Yeah, exactly. Cause you know, nobody's going to be listening except for we all know the truth, which is they love me. So here's the thing out of all my clients, I have only had one ever even have a home kit. Not a single one has asked me to integrate it. The one that had it specifically said, I know you see Apple home devices sitting in here. Please don't worry about trying to integrate those. She's the head of training for Apple North America. So, um, and it's a great product. I agree completely with Amanda. The iPads, iPhones, I everything is great, but I HomeKit is a turd. So they should have scrapped it a long time ago. It doesn't really work. Um, I think personally that Apple makes uh, a great ecosystem. Now from a technology standpoint, I don't want to get into it. I'll just say that I think that for the money you pay, you should get more <laughs> um, <clears throat> one plus. But what I will say is, is if they would, if they would just track the good cell phone companies and good manufacturers and put that stuff in, you could have some amazing stuff. I think it's overpriced, but I do agree that it's a good product. I actually bought an iPad. I know, stop the freaking presses. I bought an iPad. Oh yeah, for real, I <laughs> I had to repent for that one. So. I am actually shocked. You should be. Uh, my family, when I came home, I took my laptop bag in and I pulled this iPad out and my son goes, where's my dad? And so, I mean, it was it was really a funny moment in our home. But the, um, yeah, I, hey, don't you say it, don't you say it. I told him I didn't know either. So we, we uh, the mailman, UPS, FedEx, I'm not sure. So, uh, but here's the thing. Um, HomeKit is a tragedy, they should scrap it. But Apple has so much money, they don't have to scrap it. Apple mm-hmm. is like the kid at school who knows his daddy will sue you if you say anything wrong. So he just does what he wants to do. And I know, I know, I'm pointing fingers at Matt here. So um, that's what Apple is. So if they want to put out a crappy product and throw little change at it, it doesn't even, when was the last time you heard an Apple fan say, I can't wait to get home, kid? They know it sucks. So it's not a big deal. I don't understand why they're still investing in it. For a company that's made so many wise investments and made so much money, this is almost like a tax write-off for them. I'm not sure what they're doing. See, I'd argue that they're just not investing in it yet.
1: But But. don't you think though, they're going at the whole thing of like, you know, a DIY home security. Everyone's trying to come out with some sort of security option for people because people are sick and tired of paying all of these fees, all of the stupid money for something that they don't understand. So you slap DIY in front of it and everybody wants to think that they're secure, you know? So Apple says, you know, it's a DIY product. It's going to give you home security, all of these other types of things people want to go to it because they're so sick and tired of everything else that they deal with with the security companies out there.
2: Here's good. another thing. I consider myself to be quite a student of our industry. I'd never even heard of abode before I read the article. So maybe I'm just behind times. I mean No,
0: no, it's it, it's it it just doesn't market to our channel. It's it's like UMA is now doing home security. It, it it's every other little startup or uh, connected tech company is offering some form <coughs> of DIY uh, home security. All right, let's move on to our next story of the day. (coughs) This one might have a little bit more meat for Steven there. Sonos acquires the AI platform Snips. This is a private by design voice tech company that is going to hopefully be brought into the Sonos ecosystem. If you haven't heard of Snips, it's a uh, company that was founded in 2013 based in Paris, France. And uh, Sonos bought them for approximately $37.5 million. Steven, all all conversations about Sonos uh, kind of aside, they have been very good at playing Switzerland when it comes to voice. They work well with Alexa. They work very well with Google. uh, They work with Josh as well. Going after and subsequently acquiring um, Snipes, is this something where they're looking at it and saying, you know what, we're not totally loving this, these, these partnerships that we have, we want to br- build something, put it in, bring it internal and make it <clears throat> something that's not reliant on someone else. Is that what's happening? Or are they just trying to better their voice, act, their, their voice part of their business?
2: Uh, So here's the deal. If they, if they do Alexa, or if they do Google or any of that, every product they sell, they have to pay a licensing fee to someone else. So what we, what some of us is doing, in my opinion, and, and, you know, this is just conjecture because none of us really know, but what I think some of us is doing is they are establishing a voice control for their speaker. So every other speaker on the market says we're voice control compatible. You know, you've got all these other things, but Sonos doesn't. Now, they are compatible with if you have an Echo or if you have a Google Home or Facebook portal or I don't whatever the newest gadget is. But if you have all these things, they say, oh, you can control Sonos through those devices. But now Sonos will have their own voice platform. I don't think they're really trying to accomplish much other than being able to put another label on their box saying we have a voice control platform because in the end, it's still going to, hey, Sonos, ask Alexa or something like that. I will Mm -hmm. say on the comedic side of this, though, the whole thing behind Josh.ai and this Snips thing is security. Snips sounds way too much like snitch for me. I don't don't know if I want that in my speaker. I don't. (laughs) You haven't heard of the conversations we have at my house. They are brutal. So I don't know. I mean, uh, sounds a lot like snitch to me. But um, you know, in all in all honesty, I think they're just trying to add a label to the box. And if they do, they'll sell more product. I think the ROI on this investment is probably about a year and a half because people will see voice control on the box and they'll buy more sonos. So they're probably looking at about a year and a half to maybe a year ROI. It's not a bad investment, but I don't think it's a huge advancement.
0: All right, Amanda, given what Stephen just said, the, the takeaway I have from this is that this is essentially a, a private by design trying to internalize that voice uh, from both a recognition and a command standpoint. <clears throat> On-prem voice control has been kind of the, the holy grail of voice control, especially when it comes to the corporate world. We're seeing kind of the trickle down of that into residential where people like the convenience of voice control, but they don't want Alexa or Google or everybody else holding all of their uh, voice recordings in a server in Mountain View or or wherever. Does this acquisition in in your mind kind of be the, the start of a stronger push towards on premise voice control?
1: I think for me, I absolutely love it. Um, For the fact that it's allowing people to get involved with technology that might have been scared or might have been nervous about it. I mean, I'll give you a perfect example. I actually put an Alexa of all things in my 89-year-old grandma's uh, house, which by the way, if you've ever watched that SNL skit on the whole um, Alexa (laughs) Silver, I mean, that's a stitch and a half. But since my name's Amanda, my grandma for like three weeks called it Amanda and couldn't figure out how she couldn't get Amanda to turn on and turn off, because it came from me. So the voice, the change of the name is, is absolutely accurate. But what it allowed my grandma to do is to be able to, you know, get involved with technology that maybe she would have been nervous about before. She didn't like picking up a remote. She doesn't like dealing with, you know, having to push buttons. That makes her nervous, because the moment she has to touch something, That makes, you know, a lot of people nervous. I'm going to break it immediately. Where if I'm just talking to it, that's a totally different concept, right? And so I think it opens up an opportunity for technology to people who might not have had it before. And as you see people aging in the home, as you see people with, you know, different disabilities or abilities, you know, that they can now start interacting with different technologies. I think it's a cool thing. Um, But I do think that people get really, really nervous about who's listening. Uh, People freak out about that. Um, I don't know what they're all talking about at home, Stephen, I don't know what you got going on, who's buried in your backyard, but uh, at my house, you could record probably the conversation and all you'd find out is my husband and I, we work together and some days we got great days and some days we're spouses working together, we're going opposite jobs, but you know, other than that, or or that I'm winning at parenting, you know, I got teens, but uh, that can be interesting. So I don't know. I think it's going to be great. We're going to see a lot more stuff with voice. And I think that this is going to be a good option for them. They are going to sell more product, no matter what, based off of it. It's another new shiny thing for them.
2: So I want to say one thing about the on-prem voice control and things like that. I heard you mention something about commercial environment. Um, I have never seen voice control deployed in a commercial environment because the IT guys, I tried to do it once they needed it because they were, let's just say, technologically challenged. And um, the IT people just flipped their lid. Uh, no way, not going to do it. What about corporate secrets and all this stuff? I mean, I, I've just never seen that. But I will say that I do like the idea of a voice control platform that doesn't report back to the CIA or the FBI or and and I'm not talking about anything serious. You know, I mean, it's just, here's the thing. And I'm a broken windows guy. So yeah, if you're listening to me talk about my day and how much my day sucks, are you listening whenever I talk about, you know, personal financial information? I'm a small business owner. So as we all know, like it or don't like it, nobody knows how much money we really make. So that's the kind of stuff that I, I don't like. Uh, but I have an Alexa in my house. Side note back to what you said Amanda Alize um you know whatever you want to call it there is a there is a uh, Saturday night live skit called Alexa Gold and i promise you if you watch it you will thank the fact that you listen to this podcast it is the funniest thing i have ever heard these old people call this thing uh Ophelia Alize Allegra I mean, they call this thing, it is hilarious. So uh, go and watch it. If you listen listening to this, the, the Alexa Gold from Saturday Night Live, uh, no politics in it, which is very unusual for them. Uh, but it is, uh, it is hilarious, absolutely hilarious.
0: Very good. <laughs> but, yes, yeah, Stephen, that, um, that is the big push with voice in corporate is it has to be on-prem. And there are people working on that and <laughs> making that happen to facilitate that. All right, let's hit our last story today. We'll hit this pretty quickly and wrap up. <laughs> this comes to us from residential systems. Snap AV products are now going to be available directly to Canadian control for integrators. Amanda, I, I'm going to start with you. Obviously, this is a, a, a fun topic to have with two Americans who don't deal with Canada.
1: Do so. you just finally feel like you exist now, Matt?
0: We're finally validated.
1: Like, like seriously. Why do you think I'm wearing world, plaid
0: everybody today? Everybody
1: the sun can get Snap A.V., everything under the sun. Finally, Canadians have it. World domination.
0: Well, hold on. To be, whoa, 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 whoa. To, to be clear, time out for one second. We can get Snap A.V. We just work with one of uh, Canada's premier distributors, uh, Stop Electronics out on the West Coast. Those are some great guys. Uh, my company buys from them. They are fantastic. So you you have been able to get, uh snapav products but now they're going to be able to uh, be purchased directly from the control 4 uh back end so i mean this is something that we talked about when snapav bought control 4 was that part of what they were buying was this massive distribution uh network that they had globally this is obviously kind of the the first step to that do we view this as the first step to that kind of domination through uh control 4's network or is this just, uh, another side note for Canada? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, another side note for Canada, you exist on the map. You can now buy direct. Um, you know, I mean, I just think that it's part of their strategic plan. I mean, they weren't just going to, you know, sit there and, and, and buy it for, um, you know, there, there was going to be the distribution channel. There was going to be, how do we get this product? How do we get all of our products? How do we get the host of products right out to everybody? And I think that there's more and more of a push that again, you're almost uh, part of that snap AV ecosystem, right? Where like anybody that is buying from them is starting to buy more and more and more of their products. So, I mean, it makes sense to have it available um, through that distribution channel. And I just think it just makes it easier, you know, for someone to get the product. Um, I don't know how, that other distribution company in Canada is going to feel about it. Um, How does, I mean, I don't know them. I don't buy from them. Um, I think it's, you're going to see real quickly where the loyalty shakes up. Um, You know, who's going to jump ship real quick and, you know, go off or, you know, who's going to have loyalty to them. And I mean, it comes down, I think to relationships. So, I mean, hopefully I'm hoping that they've got some great relationships going on um, with you guys and can answer all of the questions, but it, it always makes me a little bit nervous, a little bit worried for, you know, the distributor that kind of, you know, why would I go to them if I can go directly to snap and then get all of these other things that makes me a little bit nervous for them.
0: Yeah. Stephen, when you hear Amanda talk about that, that that was kind of leading into my question for you. Is this something that (coughs) the, the, the local distributor in this case Staub should be concerned about? Is this just another part of doing business? Um, you know, you guys have in in the in the states have seen SNAP come in and, and purchase up distributors. Uh, obviously, that's not what they're doing here. They're kind of taking potentially some business away. Is this something that distributors like stop globally should be starting to pay attention to and say, "Yeah, we might lose some of this"? Now, again, keep in mind it's only for you know direct control for dealers currently. So it's not like they're opening up their catalog to everybody, but there's a lot of control for dealers.
2: Uh, I don't think they are starting to pay attention. I think they've been paying attention for a while. Uh, snap A V, here we are just another month, another big snap A V story. It's not a, every month they're making jumping leaps and bounds. When was the last time a month long news cycle went by and you didn't hear snap AV? I think it's a brilliant strategy. They're always at the forefront. Um, I, Matt, you know this. Uh, I have thrown fits every year at CEDIA when you tell me that somebody won't get you product, and I go to that manufacturer and tell them to give you the damn product. Um, it, I, I have no corners about walking in somebody's booth at CEDIA, and saying, um, and saying, you know what, my buddy needs this stuff in Canada. Get off your ass and give it to him. You know that's, that's what I, I, I have. You know, call it. You know, we're really good friends, man. So. I want you to have everything that we have. And when I hear that you can't get it, it pisses me off. So the fact that Snap is now expanding into Canada means you have access to more product. Uh, the quality of that product remains to be seen. But what I would say is, is that I am happy that you're getting more exposure. Um, I just, I think Amanda nailed it. Uh, what's happening is, is that these guys that have built all these relationships, they're running into these new companies with younger younger people, younger owners. And those people don't understand relationships. You're talking about people raised on social media. Uh, they're unable to have conversations. Look how hostile the world has gotten. People don't understand relationships. And these guys have worked their asses off just for a company like Snap A V to come in. And, I mean, really, th- that's going to cost people jobs. Um, I hate it. There are, there's a distributor I work with, Amaha Audio, out of Atlanta. I'll shout them out. Uh, I was supposed to go direct with Lutron a year and a half ago. I stayed uh, direct through or homeworks through distribution for an additional year and a half so they could make more money before I left. That is what relationships are based on. I love those guys. There's enough money for all of us, but Snap is a huge corporation. They don't care about that. They are the Walmart of our industry, and they are eating everyone and I just hate it, man. I, you know, I've stated my opinion about Snap products before and the way they do business. But the truth is, it just hurts my heart to see all these guys that put all this effort into our industry. They understand it. They know, they know what TVs are compatible, what the devices are compatible. Um, you know, my, my, the thing I hate hearing the most is, well, if it, if it breaks, Snap will send me a new one overnight. Yeah, but are they paying you for the truck roll? Are they paying you for the hit to your reputation? Are they, these other guys care. They really care. Um, so that's the biggest issue to me. But I am really excited. Maybe, just maybe, I can stop kicking off in people's butts every year at CD trying to get you product. Now that Snap has paid attention, maybe all these other people will pay attention. And when I say, hey, Matt, you should use this product, I don't have to hear, well, we can't get that of you.
0: And I appreciate that. (laughs) All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's wrap it there. That's all the time we have. (coughs) Steven, thank you so much for joining us. If people want to connect with you, learn more about Pro Audio Georgia, where can they do that?
2: Uh, I'm pretty much everywhere. Uh, Twitter, Pro Audio underscore GA. I'm on Facebook. Uh, You probably won't see me there because everything is personal there. But uh, you can catch me here at avnation.tv once a month. And uh, I'm all over the city of forums. Basically, I'm everywhere. If you want to talk, reach out. I do a lot of consulting, helping other companies. I don't drink anybody's Kool Aid. I really like Amanda. She seems like my kind of people. But uh, yeah, just reach out to me, and I'm really excited to be
1: back on here with you guys.
0: Thanks again for being here. Amanda, thank you so much for joining us. Hopefully, uh, Stephen was nice to you a little bit.
1: (laughs) I had a ton of fun. Thank you. This was awesome.
0: If people want to connect with you, uh, learn more about, True Media Home, as well as uh, maybe connect about Cedia as you are an incoming board member. Congratulations on that. Uh, Where can you find that?
1: Uh, I am anywhere pretty much online. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. Uh, Just look up True Media Home, and it's spelled a little bit different. There's no E in it, so T-R-U-M-E-D-I-A Home. So, yeah, I would love to chat up with anybody, um, talk to anybody about what's going on um, in CDA, what's going on in education, some cool new things coming up. And thank you so much. It was super nice to meet you too, Steve.
2: She's just saying. It was that excellent. Day. It was excellent meeting you. And uh, I even tweeted out my vote for you. So, congratulations on your CDA board, seat.
1: Awesome. Thank you. And I get down to Georgia a lot. So, I am going to come and meet you. That'll be awesome.
2: Come on down. We'll go shoot some goods.
1: Yes, we got lots of guns here too in Michigan. We're good.
2: <laughs> oh, I'm gonna pray for
0: you both.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's hunting right. season.
0: It is. It is hunting season. All right. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode. If you'd like to connect with me, you can find me at Matt D Scott on Twitter and pretty much every other social platform but more importantly please visit avnation.tv where you'll find this show as well as a wide variety of our other shows with all the verticals that we cover when you visit the website please check out a moment to take a look at our supporters we are extremely thankful for their support and ask that you check them out as well thanks again for watching that's all the time we have for this episode of resi week